Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. You never ever charge for anything. But we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff they get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Lee, Shane, Andrew and Graham. And we're just going to react to our 2-1 win against Doncaster this evening. So last time we played Doncaster was in 1985. Um, Trevor Stephen and Gary Stephen scored to give the Toffees a 2-0 win in the FA Cup there. Um, we've seen a pretty strong lineup as well before the game. Pickford, Mikhelenko, Keane, Godfrey, Patterson, Garner, Onana, Decore, Dobbin, Dan Juma and Chumidi starting. So... Pretty solid lineup apart from Keane. Um, the first half was absolutely dreadful. Um, and before we come on to all the exciting stuff in the second half, Andrew, talk to me about the first half performance, mate, and what you've seen from us, or what rather what you didn't see. Uh, passing, completion, confidence, ability, quality, confidence, anything, uh, all the inses. Mm. Um, <laughs> it is very possibly the worst. 45 minutes I've seen us play since I started supporting Everton. Mm-hmm. Fucking day that was. Um, <laughs> truly, I, I've never seen us so woefully inept in man mustering an offense. Um, I'm just, I'm stunned. Uh, we on paper have so much more quality than them. As, as shite as we are, mm-hmm. we are still a Premier League side. Yep. And they are the bottom of the league table that exists at all levels. It's baffling. I -hmm. truly don't know what to say besides what the fuck does dice do? Like (laughs) conditioning alone is not enough. Hard work is not enough. I don't Mm -hmm. doubt that Keen is working as hard as he can, that Mope hasn't worked as hard as he possibly could, but their quality or the tactics or the things that they're being told to do are not correct. They cannot be because we should be smoking these clubs like this without effort yeah definitely mate um i was watching it thinking this is exactly why we cannot go down because we struggle against any opposition never mind um decent opposition and yeah it was incredibly bad and and it started off in the first 40 seconds i think it was when um keen and godfrey were playing back passes to each other and pickford had a really poor touch and just ended up scuffing it and i think they got a corner out of it in the first 30 or 40 seconds and i'm thinking oh jesus it's going to be one of them games there but yeah um first half is just absolutely awful um great you want to talk to us about their goal mate and, and how it came about and what we could have done to stop it uh, well megaling i was it was just in the first half it was just error after error after error there, you know they made hot potato look like cold potato. It was really, not my lie, but it was quite embarrassing as an Everton fan. Like I was looking at my phone waiting. Obviously me and you are friends with Leeds fans and all sorts and new mutual friends and they're messaging and I'm in other group chats and, you know, they're mm. all starting off. And yep. uh, usually it's, uh, I can I can take the grief, but, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not all doom and gloom here. If anything, I, w- I was positive and, sort of making jokes about it going through because I really did believe that Premier League quality would shine through. Mm. But it was just it was just a massive build up when it was coming. You could see the relationships and the pitch for Doncaster, you know, those those 
cute little one twos, you know, sort mm. of formation played under the hole, pop it back to the fullback, they knock it in, and you've seen that happening and coming. And you've seen the ball come in, and, and my, for me, any any fullback with their mustard knows that's going out. Yes, clear the danger, the, the danger, safety first, you know, all mm. that. That's I was a defender, That that is, yes, one-on-one. But there's times, you know, there's just times the float on this ball, it's going out. You know, your awareness, especially at that level. Yeah. So it just surprised me that uh, Michaelenko put that out for the for the corner and hey oh just coming coming after that then the the goal came now don't get me wrong it was Ironside when yep. Ironside when he's not he's not solving cases he's putting us under <laughs> pressure but um, yeah just 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 crazy we we just I was so erratic um, but as much as we'd like to say Michaelenko. Shouldn't have done that from the first whistle. It was the build up to that goal and coming. Mm. That's how it felt. Uh, it was scary. Those players there, they, 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 especially the first half, it, ma- it makes you think do they know what's going on at Everton or is this Everton rot real or is this, you know, like a phrase I used to use a long time ago, don't really like using it, but it's this cancer in the club or something. Does, does it affect the players? Because, yeah, Beto obviously will get on, to, get on to Sam Beto, but. <laughs> um, you know he he looks a player who is not poisoned by whatever it seems to be that that causes issue with these players. But but yeah, but they're just so terrified. There's there's just a severe lack of belief in them. That's as if they didn't know what they were doing. Can't remember if it was Andrew or if it was one of the guys in one of the other group chats because everything was going off. But someone was mm. just saying they're not. Or maybe it was they. They're not playing for dice, and it really yeah. looked like that. It really looked like that. Yeah. Um. They were Ben Godfrey and uh, James Garner. They were arguing, arguing a lot of the first half, a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. You had the Corey looking extremely frustrated. You like, you Ghana looking. Moments he was doing good. Basically, what a midfielder does, but under par massively under par again Unana you know it's 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 the hipster thing this week now not not Slayton it was, it was a good video to see because although I wasn't too against Unana in the last game I was kind of thinking he could have done more but highlighting these key moments it, it's still not enough for, for what he should be doing what he's capable of doing mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah it's like a lot of those those blind passes and stuff are starting to come off a bit better now it's an awareness and I think we will see a better Unana this year because we cannot afford to sell him with the state of our midfield. But that was a very long walk around the fact that just from the start, they looked terrible. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. I, I really don't know. The, 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 the lack of cohesion in the side, the understanding, the, the, the relationships, the partnerships, the, the build-up and play, the passages of play, the, if we have the, the ball in this area and, you know, and, Footballers are, are like lizards in a sense, and I mean that they've got eyes in the sides of their head that they can tell. They have a football intelligence of what's going on around them and who they are, you know. And that's where people, you know, and I would say the majority that that has listened to this has played the game. So we all know that when you start moving the ball like that, you have an awareness of where your teammates are. Mm. And it was nearly like they were playing blindfolded in a sense. So many overhead passes, like even in that second half, the one for Dan Juma and one or two in the group was saying held in Jimmy. I was like, no, that pass was horrifically overshot. Patterson balls out from Ben Goffrey to Patterson completely overhit. Michael Keane just overhitting ones. Tarkovsky bullying in front of a free kick. They put that out for a throw. It's just they're rushing everything. They're really, really rushing everything and, and their self-belief is so low. So hopefully now with that result tonight and we look like we have, we have a potential hero. You know, a guy that came on tonight and, and, and done what he done. I know we're coming to it. So Hopefully that can help settle them down. But even speaking about it, I'm a bit exhausted. It's like fuck. It was yeah. so frantic. It was so frantic. And um, not Dave on the pod, but other Dave. If you're listening, I hope you're enjoying your celebrations because you have to live up to your threats. So, <laughs> happy days, um, Shane. Yeah, the first half mate was just absolutely abysmal. Um, we were watching it, and Dan Juma got that chance. At the end of the first half, he played a nice one-two with Decore, and then he completely smashes it wide. And I'm thinking, this guy is shit. <laughs> at that point, I'm just thinking, like, what? Well, how can you? 
completely smash it wide. Like, what was your thoughts in, in that particular moment there? It just summed up the arc, didn't it? I think mm. I, I said while we were watching it, um, the worrying thing for me was how uh, not out of place our squad looked against them for how yeah. bad the Saad is or has been so far this season for the, in their own campaign. Mm. Um, the drop-off from what is our strongest start in eleven to whatever is, you know, if there's injuries or like that cup game, which the next game we're not going to be able to afford to rest any players, um, yeah. is is massive. Um, so, yeah, it, I mean, to me, it, it, it could be multiple things, like Andrew said with Dice. Like, I don't know whether he's sending them out and there's a play. I mean, there has to be, but I don't know what where the like what's getting lost in translation the fact that you know if he's going out and setting them out to plan in it but then it looks like like I said they the likes of like Keen and Godfrey and stuff like it just looks like the either either the panicking or the players that are playing knowing that there's no consequences for being as bad as they have been over the years. Yeah. Yeah. The same the same with players like Holiday who have been at the club for like nearly nine years and stuff. So mm. But yeah, it was it was worrying. Like I say, that was the the most um, that it was probably the worst forty five minutes of football I've watched in a very long time. Like Andrew said mm-hmm. as well. So, um, the you know you sat there all the time when you you're watching everything in, in a first half of football like that. If it's as bad and you're wanting those substitutions to come, and the um, the managers usually hasn't got the spine to to do it. And you know, luckily and. You know, rightfully so, he, he hooked a load of players. Mm. Yep, definitely, mate. Um, Lee, at half-time, mate, I was screaming for Deitch's head multiple times, not just once. Um, is it as bad as we were making out in the first half? Well, I agree with everyone. That what everyone said. It was a bad first half, but I think you've got to give a little bit of credit to John Caster. Mm. And as I said to you in the chat, John, before the game, that's their cup final. And that's yeah. no disrespect to Doncaster, but they are in League Two. They're rooted at the bottom at the minute. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they get to the third round of the FA Cup and yeah. draw another Premier League team, this is their cup final for the season. Yeah. So, and you could tell second half that the legs are gone because they've done that much running. Mm-hmm. But I do agree from Everton's point of view, that's probably one of uh, probably one of the worst first halves I've ever seen us play. Besides virtually every major side derby at Anfield that I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Lee, you think as well, it's fair to say, it definitely was their World Cup final because they could not wait to swap shirts. In that first half, they amount of shirt tugs. Now, I'm not crying and throwing the toys at the pram here, but, you know, I guess that when someone's holding the Corey shirt for five minutes or pulling down Shimari's shorts, you know, (laughs) count down, let's go swap at the end. You know what I mean? You're like, fucking hell. But one thing I will say, yeah. sorry, I just want to add on before we keep going on. That is, um, I've seen a few people sort of making comments about Chimetti, and and that's not fair. He gets a complete free pass. He has to. Yeah. Yeah. No one can stoke up any 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 flames for him, like because that guy needs to learn. And again, that's a great baptism of fire tonight for him. Mm-hmm. But um, just to add that on. Yeah, definitely. Um. To be fair, I thought he was okay. I thought he was, you know, he was running into the channels. He was trying to hold it up as best as he can. And the team were just not helping him at all, trying to play hoofball with him. Um, you know, Doncaster were probably expecting that and played right into their hands in that sense. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to blame Chimiti at all for the first half. I thought he was okay. He's not, he's not up to the speed, no, but his, his movement was good. His, I think he was aggressive enough and stuff. So he has... He has Key elements there to build on. And yeah. Again, just with better was that mentor now as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem for him, especially, was it seemed like we were trying to, like, Dan Juman and Dobbin were hugging the touchline. He needs yeah. to be a little bit closer to him because he was just isolated and they were playing three centre-halves at the back. Mm. So it was pretty much three on one. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd never, <laughs> I'd never win anyone in a three on one. You know, it's it's virtually impossible. So yeah. yeah. No, I think he he's that as Graham said, that's a good baptism of fire for them. 
Mm. And I don't think he'll come up against many teams that'll be as physical. Because yeah. they were quite physical towards him. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. No, no, that, that too, but yeah, he's I just think for Dobbin as well, like you know, too. I hope no one ever gets. I don't think people will. Like I remember saying a couple of weeks ago on the pod, just being like, it was before there was an uncertainty around him, and I was saying, keep him, let him be your fifth choice winger. If if we get to that point, you know where we have them options because you need that wild card. And you seen tonight, like I made a comment in the group whenever he fell over the ball, he could tired legs or just because it was so frantic at the start. And I remember doing that in front of a crowd and mm. getting grief. And I think it's hard, like, you know, and I just got up and got on with it. And, and the kid, the kid's willing, like, so again, keep that wild card and keep encouraging. But again, mm. too, with those players tonight, when I'm talking about encouragement, I don't know. I think with a lot of those players, the, a lot of those players played that way tonight because they knew, they know, let's face it, they're not stupid, but they really know that they're not wanted. They know that there's there's basically the toppings and no one wants the the cake underneath, do you know what I mean? Which is them. We just want the shiny things on top and we don't want the depth. And yeah. them coming on that team tonight, you've really seen it. Godfrey mm. and Holgate, or Holgate, Jesus Christ, Godfrey and King. Um, we're just we're just in a panic. They were in a panic from the go, and that that's that festered and spread through the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I seen someone actually before the game even started, um, and and this you know we can read Everton like a book now. We're having to start Pickford because we have two crabs at the back. You know, it, it don't trust um, Godfrey and Keane. So yeah. that kind of says it all, doesn't it? Really, there you go. It's true, and he was needed with that wonder save in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. I think Shane, what was it so, that you seen on Twitter or somebody said to you about King? Oh, um, that they wouldn't trust him to play in his own testimonial game. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so sad. It's true. It's a joke, really. Um, uh, the three all, huh? all six goals. Shocking, like yeah. King. Well, on came uh, just after the. First off, there on came number fourteen. Got big boots to fill. Cheng Tosin was the last number fourteen, um, and he came on. And also Ashley Young came on, and Idrissa Gay came on as well for the second half. Um, Andrew Idrissa Gay for me in particular made a massive difference. Just before we get on to Beto, I thought I thought Idrissa Gay was outstanding tonight. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that he was outstanding against such minimal opposition. Mm. Yeah. I, like, yeah, all the props in the world for playing out of your mind mm-hmm. against a bunch of carpenters. Like, that's unfair. <laughs> but it just, now, now that's when you choose to play like a seasoned veteran professional that you are, mm. when you're hopelessly outclassing or should be outclassing the opponent. I just, yeah, we needed it. But I'd be lying yeah. if I would, if I didn't, if I said, uh, I hope we lost horrifically so that Dice would be out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I was definitely calling for his head, and and this is why I was saying, you know, um, hard work isn't enough because what happens when you you come up against an opposition who works harder than you? You've got no backup plan. Um, yeah, but, the best conditioned team in the championship. Great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely got better towards the end. Um, Lee talked to me about Beto, mate. He, he looked absolutely. Brilliant, albeit it's Doncaster, but he, he still made a really great impression, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, it's exactly what you want from a striker coming off the bench. Yeah. You know, obviously, I didn't think he'd start, but I, I also didn't think he'd come on at half time either. But I mean, it was pretty much instant impact. He, I think someone flumped a ball up to him and it stuck to him, mm. which never happens in the first half. And yeah. that allows the midfielders and the wingers to play around him. Mm-hmm. So, no, um, should have had a second as well if him um, just a guy wasn't so yeah, so greedy and just kept holding the ball too long. Yeah, I didn't think. But was, yeah, I think he, I think he's a bit like Michalenko. He gets a nosebleed when he gets near that uh, mm-hmm. penalty area. Yeah, but no, um, can't complain with it. I, again, it is only Doncaster and League Two. No offense to them, but. I think now he's basically already put himself in the starting eleven for Saturday. In my yeah. eyes, anyway, he's mm. got to start. 
He's got to be. He's got to meet. He absolutely has to. We can't afford not to. Uh, we need. And his name's not. His name's not Beto. It's Samuel Beto. Don't forget. Yeah, it's no Beto actually, but we'll yeah. mention that ever again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Lee. Um, I, I just thought he was outstanding. Going on back to that Idris Gay chance there. He's got time. He's got plenty of time to just slip him in, you know, and and he just hangs onto it, hangs onto it, and then he's offside. Like what the hell? Yeah. I don't really know what to say about it. He, he should have shot or played it earlier. It's, do one or the yeah. other, but he just, yeah, he's just kept all of it too long. Yeah, definitely. And then, the chance gone then. Yeah. It makes me laugh though because their goal, their funny how the linesman they didn't see their one. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely, hey, no. doesn't really matter at the end of the day with Farouk. So, yeah, I mean, but, I, to be fair, mate, with Dago, like it's it's it should be a consolation. We should be putting six past them, really. So, I'm not even going to make the excuse in the case for offside. But Graham, do you want to jump in on something there as well, mate? Yeah, just in regards to uh, to uh, Gana there too. One thing I'll give him is that I don't. This team's been starved of a centre forward, a mm. capable centre forward for ages. Yeah. So I'm not making excuses for it. He sh- should be more than capable to make that pass and be switched on. But maybe there's a wee bit there that that you know they excuse because they just they're not too sure. He's not used to a striker making a run on there and stuff. But um, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was not. Na- it was nice for Beto to get the man of the match, but we all know he should have got the man of the match. But it's alright. Yeah, he got the man of the match and he scored a really, really nice goal. Shane talked to us uh, about Beto's goal mate in the finish. At the first one, I thought he was. Uh, he was taking it round the uh, mm. random, but then uh, like when you watch the replays and it's in slow motion, you can fully tell that he's like he's meant to like knock it past him. Um, what one thing I was thinking when I was watching it was that uh, I, I don't think Calvert Lewin scores a goal like that. No, really. So, I I don't I don't think he's got the I, I don't know, but it's just something about something about it as well. Just makes me think that we've got a different that even though he's a big fella, he's six or four, and he's you know a hell of a lot stockier than what Calvert Lewin is. He just seems to have that bit more pace. A bit more yeah. like acceleration and power when he's making those runs. Mm. There's a few times where, um, like you say, there's a guy, or like it might be, it might have been James Garner a little bit further back in the pitch, but he's still like just on the shoulder and he's pointing ahead of them because he wants the ball over that, like that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's really, really impressive. Like Lee said, I think he's got to start at the weekend. I think, you know, yeah. if you. If you look at it, if he wouldn't have been on the bench or he wouldn't have took those those plays that he did, whether people think they should have been rested or not in case of injury, even though yeah. there's an international break, we'd have mm-hmm. lost that game, I think. Yeah. If your if your option on the bench is Mofi and, and it wasn't Beto to bring on and it was we were left with I mean maybe Shimithi would have done something left on a bit longer, but uh, I, I don't think I don't think we'd have won that game if he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, it was worrying. It was worrying. Uh, great, Graham talked to me about Beto's second chance, mate, where he, he absolutely smashed the post with a header, and it was sensational leap and header as well. Well, that's the thing. I listened to, I think, like everybody, we've been looking for any sort of Beto content this week, and um, I believe there was a, a guy on, on the Blue Room um, from an Italian football podcast, and he was discussing about how Beto, he says he's not this, like, salmon in the air, but it's not his words. Yeah. I'll abbreviate, but basically he's not this, like, in the air header machine. But um, he jumped up like a salmon. He was whipped in. I think it was Dan Jimmer, was it, whipped it in? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then just the, the way he got his head on it was fantastic. Or maybe it was Garner, I can't remember. At, at that mm-hmm. stage, it was just all a, a bit of a blur in the TV screen. Yeah, I couldn't believe that they actually turned a screw, but um, yeah, no, just it, it rules really, really well. And just just a uh, backup Shane on it, too. Yeah, just that touch 
Calvert-Lewin hasn't, hasn't scored goals like that for a long Well, he hasn't really played in a long time too, but mm. I, I was the same. I thought it was sort of like some sort of knee-ass bundle just going in the net. <laughs> but um, no, but I, it was a beautiful depth touch, so really, really good. So it was promising. So we've seen, looking at our new centre-forward, and we've all been worried and thinking, what's he going to be like? Are we going to get an absolute donkey rolling on the pitch here? But... Regardless of his Doncaster or not, it's really good grinding for him. You know, he's, he's, he ran hard, worked hard. It was physical. You could see that they were a bit more scared to get stuck into him. So he has that physical presence. Yeah. As I say, decent feet. Um, a great finish. Got on the air at the post. Dan Juma as well. Obviously, he's been, I was talking last week, D. John, just about it. And we're talking about his accuracy. And Yeah. When that when he got through tonight and missed that one, I thought this guy's now he's just going to be off target all the time. But I was mm-hmm. sort of said last week he was sort of tweaking his sights, you know, get himself centered, and and finally he did too. But no, in regards to Beto, it's a lot of hope. I think yeah. as I would say, Calvert Lewin sitting at home now taking a deep breath because he feels that burden. Whether you rate him or not, or you think he doesn't want to play football, the said no. I'd say he's having he's taking a deep breath now and just like. Right, okay, I can focus on me. Yeah, and that's a weight lifted. I'd say mm-hmm. for Sean Dyche, that's a weight lifted. Um, he and his team, Steve Stone and stuff, they're going to go away now and be like, right, watch. They're going to watch this video repeatedly. I would assume this week. How do we work this and their style of play? Yeah, you know, there is hopefully light at the end of the tunnel with this. Yeah, I know it's only one man, but you done that and. Uh, yeah, and we've seen uh, Mopay come on where I said he needed to come on and make a yep. difference, but moving on, yep. definitely. Me. Yep, um, <laughs> did and call that sub and what could happen? I'm just wondering, <laughs> not even going to mention anyone? Mopay, it's not his day. Anyone? Today. Um, anyone say put him in for the Corey? <laughs> yeah, we'll give you some credit, we'll off. give you a little bit. It was to be fair, mate, he was. Um, that was like Frank's Ducore. That yeah, was it was. Yeah, it was, and 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 it's it's a shame because, like you mentioned before, Graham, you, you're looking for one of the midfielders, including Garner, James Garner, to just grab, just grab it, just grab it. Yeah, he's actually getting worse on this right hand side as well, Garner. Yeah, yeah, it's not suiting him really at, at all, really. really um, but Andrew, to be fair to the corner, though, uh, just, just just to jump on it, he did set up better. It was his ball. He played the ball over the top. Yeah, he did. Actually, I, yeah, you, you still can't judge someone. On what, this is the thing on the actions, and there's all these debates this week. I, I'm not. I'm not judging a player playing ninety minutes on a on a ninety second reel mm. or one pass. And that I suppose that comes down to pub talk or lad chat, where it's like, well, he did that, and yeah, he did, but he stunk the gaff out, and, and was responsible for us absorbing so much pressure and putting the team under so much trouble for you know eighty minutes of the game. I'm not saying the Corey done that. It's just I'm just. You know, just saying for for reference. So, like, but yeah, ultimately, I am. I any other day, I would be the one jumping on the way Lee is. Lee is exactly right, but in that key moment, he he provided. Mm-hmm. So it's six of one, half a dozen of an hour. But from what we've came to, from I think the Corey's passed up until his last three months with Dice, he did buy a lot of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. The problem is that. He's used a lot of that wiggle room in the first couple of games, although he was very good the other day. thought he was our probably our best player the other day. I know we all had different ideas, but that, that's that's just what I thought, really. But um, yeah, for, for me, I just he was so off it, and you could see it was eating at him again. I'm just telling you, there's something not right here with these players. I don't know what's wrong with them. Mm. I don't know if there's a badness in camp or they need grey out, or if that's if there's any sort of shit stirring or anything like that. But yeah. There's poison in the waters there. It just feels like it really, really does. And mm. I don't, as much as I'm not happy with what I'm seeing ultimately from Sean Dice, because it's a results business. But like, I don't think we're in any position to get rid of another manager. Mm. You know, savvy dealing, it's what we need now and stuff and farewell, fair play. But you know what? It makes me wonder what are we going to be like next year? Is this going to, is this deal where we don't pay it till next year going to hamper us next year, add another year onto the misery? Yeah. To the line of, bankruptcy or whatever it seems to fucking be so yeah i'm sure we'll do another pod where we'll after the transfer deadline we'll talk about all the transfers and stuff because we haven't really been doing instant reactions to people signing because they're all scattered mm. on but 
yeah, just let's just focus on the now and, and we've got a big, big positive with Beto. Mm. Yeah, I, th- mm-hmm. I think the, the positive with Beto is we, we've got what we wanted in terms of we'd have rather them go out and sign a starting number nine rather than somebody who was going to be a backup to Calvert-Lewin. So now Beto's come in, you know, I mean, regardless, it's 45 minutes, but if he if he does kick on, then that's that's somebody for Calvert-Lewin to come back in. Like they said, he's got the, the weight off his shoulders in terms of he's not going to be getting thrown straight back in whether he's ready or not. With mm-hmm. Dice, it seems to be that he, he keeps him out until he, he has to. But... He could he can be that guy now where he's on where he's on the bench. Um and then he makes those those fifteen, twenty minutes appearances if Beto kicks on. Yeah. Rather than rather than us getting a striker like we were looking at, like Che Adams or someone like that, where it would have been there a gap filler and then as soon as Calvert Lewin's fit, Calvert Lewin mm. gets through back in and then we've got Che Adams sitting there with Mopai and yeah uh Chimity, So that that that's one thing I'm happy about in ter- in in terms of with another thing with Beto as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. He, he looks like the main man, and you can see it in his presence. He, he's happy to fill that spot as well. He's he's excited for it, and he's you know he's got that kind of vibe about him. He, he is the main man. It's the presence but, he gives off. Um, I think what got me as well was when he signed. Is one of the like one of the things he was quoted saying was, uh, "I know the team's struggling to score goals, and I like yeah. to score goals." Mm. Like, you know, he's he's obviously he, I mean there's that whole video that you know it was on Twitter and we seen in the chat where he's saying that he supports Everton and used to watch like Lukaku and Morales and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So when he said Morales, like I'm not gonna die. Yeah, and Barkley, I, I thought Lukaku's like an obvious one, and then he started mentioning the other ones. I was like, oh, well, like he probably, yeah. When I said Baines, I was like, <laughs> Listen, if he if he's been watching Lukaku, when in my opinion he was in his prime when he was at Everton. Then yeah. he's going to be an handful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, 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 just to touch on that, he must have only watched us until the first season until Martinez because the other two he was shite. <laughs> <laughs> no, first, was it first season under Cumin too? Second half of that season. Yeah. Uh, that was the Cumin yeah. season. Toby was wearing it was 16, mm. 17, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Don't like the yellow bit on the shirt, it was, yeah. When yeah, Carl yeah. was playing right wing back. Yeah. No, I know that was sports business season. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I Lukaku, Lukaku got sold that summer, didn't he? Yeah, there was yeah. a few people saying like um, that clip of him going around and and the club sharing that clip as well um, highlighted the fact that we finally re- replaced Lukaku. It's like it was like they were having a dig at some of the fans saying we haven't replaced Lukaku. That's what a lot of people were saying on Twitter and things, which is quite funny actually. You know, but what can you do? Um, yeah, people have to give it and take it, don't they? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Andrew, um, it does me, yeah. Dan Juma, um, he, he got his goal in the end, and it was a very Richarlison esque goal, you know, cutting in from the left. And it's going to give Dice a bit of a conundrum on that left hand side, I think, because that's his best position, Dan Juma. Everton's best position is the left hand side, yeah. So, I, yes, it's a conundrum because we have nobody capable off the fucking right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm yep. sorry. I'm miserable and pissed off at the same time. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't blame um, you, mate. I'm glad he was able to get one in just for his own confidence. Honestly, like that's my takeaway from this is we needed people to remember what it looks like when that net, you know, moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was, it was a decent little finish. He cuts in. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he, tries to go for a shot and it kind of gets deflected and bounces in front of him and he gets like a second crack at it and it's a good little finish in the bottom corner. Um, he hit the bar too, didn't he? He did, so, he did yeah. Like, yeah. He completely fluff on, he hit the bar. So again, you think tweaking them sights. Yep. I don't know why I keep the rifleman's analogy, but there you go. But John, I think you nailed it there. That was very Richie, like the not giving up on it and it not coming off quite clean. Yeah. Like that was absolutely Richie's bread and butter. Copy and paste, yeah. And the whole thing too was in the post match interview, it was him and Dan or uh, Dan Juma and Beto. And whenever uh, you could see Dan Juma, he, he didn't look happy, he was very upset with his performance. Now, don't get me wrong, politics or acting awaits for that guy. I think he's got mm. fantastic camera presence and he chats. <laughs> I probably get on well with him because he chats a lot of shit too. But <laughs> ultimately, you know, you could see that he was 
it was pretty upset with himself and they were just talking about, you know, was it this, was it that? But it was just like, it wasn't excusing it. It was like, just, we weren't good enough. Yeah. And he says, we had to get better and we didn't. He tweaked himself. So that will give him confidence. Because mm. if he had a, missed a couple of sitters again tonight, then if he went out then against Sheffield and got through and missed another, he's going into that international break with a serious, you know, duck on his back, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um that that was massive for Dan Juma because now he can he can walk proud with his chest out and give give it that whole I'm the man you know, that he says he is because he's very confident on himself and he's mm. very and that's nearly like that whole like it, it's the blueprint we want again, isn't it? We want a new Calvert Lewin and we want a new Richard Richardson. Yeah, definitely. We yeah. want a new Everton, it's near enough the same fucking thing. Yeah. Right hand side with nothing there. As it's been since going back to when we were plopping Leon fucking Osman there and everything. Mm. So like got that there. So um worries off the front line, getting our winger and brilliant. Um I have one eye on the midfield and Another, another firmly on that on that on that back line because mm. I, I yeah. think we need more than one more. On. Yep, definitely. Me. Was Keane bad enough to stay dropped? Do yes. you think if you I were Sean Dyche and you saw that, you know, put yourself in Dyche's yeah. mindset? Was that rough enough from Keane to stay out? Will the partnership still be Branthwaite and Tark? I think so, but I think the issue is that it was bad enough to not get a move before the end of the window. Yeah, True. maybe. Yeah, there's that too. Mike, Mike the Keane's not going anywhere is... anyway. Yeah. What's that, mate? He's not going anywhere unless no, I know, I know. unless but, West but, Ham but... can't sign Harry Maguire, and well, I think they the might make a. Yeah, yeah, West Ham. West Ham have been told to be looking at him, but if Moyes was like, "I'll watch this tonight," it's it's the televised game. Maybe just going, nah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, again, he's arrogant enough to think I could do something with him, which he probably could coach him. He's always been decent with centre halves, yeah. Um, yeah. He was a centre half himself, weren't he? But yeah. so was Dice. Keane's <laughs> <laughs> barely um, a fucking centre quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Shane, what did you think of Mikhailenko, mate? Because it's his first game this season, I believe. And um, I don't know, he looked a bit ropey, didn't he, in the first half? He, he, he grew into it as the. As the time as the game went on, and then gradually, obviously, came off around the seventy fifth minute. But what did you think of him? It's just Michelangelo doing Michelangelo things, isn't it? Um, <laughs> the whole team in the first half was bad, so I, I wouldn't like pit, like pinpoint certain players. I don't like, yeah. But like you say, he, he saw he grew into it. But I mean, for a lad like him, he was going to be playing, you know, left side next to Godfrey and Michael. I don't know as well, by the way, why Michael Keane was playing left centre back. Yeah, that me, I was scratching me head at that. Hmm. Um, makes sense. So when he's gone from probably when he's been playing, having Tarkovsky next to him, talking through the game, shouting at him, hmm. um, and then he's going. Then to tonight going into this game, having Michael Keane next to him, running out from the back like he's Ramos. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but it was a good game for him to get back into with him being out injured. So it was, mm. it, you know, if anything, it was the perfect game for to try and like um, bed him back in sort of thing. Because yeah, uh, we we need them back in in the sense of that. You know, Patterson hasn't been the best neither. I get he's young and but he is inconsistent as well. Mm. So if you are gonna drop Patterson and you're you're gonna use Ashley Young at right back, um then you, you want Michelenko there to be playing left back. I think once he's fit he goes straight back in it anyway. Yeah, mate. Um, oh sorry. Young as his age has been showing for me. Mm. Yeah, he's dropped off since uh yeah. Probably after the Fulham game, the pre-season, the Fulham game. Mm. I'll be honest though, if we can get a good, if we can get a result, um, on le- if we can get a result and a half decent performance against Sheffield United, I th- I think these players come back with a with a much better mindset after after the break, and, and you could see us be a bit better. And I, I mean that for the back line because just a wee bit of hope, a one, and even a clean sheet. Well, just it brings it together on us. We have a back line that does build the confidence. Mm. You know what I mean? And Michael Enko, he's, he's only back. Yeah. 
don't know if he's so wrong. You don't know what he's been working on. You know, there's yeah. a lot of you know, players do a lot of their homework when they're injured and stuff. They're not just sitting around recovering too. They they look yeah. at their game and how they can play more with their team. Mm. Well, they're supposed to, anyway. Not too sure about ours, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give him a couple of weeks before I actually rub shreds on them. You'd yeah. think that it would only be like uh, Pickford, Coleman, and then I mean, thinking about it as well, like you were talking before about midfielders. I mean, we've got the African Cup of Nations coming up, and we're going to lose the Core and Ghana guys to that. Yep, absolutely. Which are back Anawobi as well. Mm. So we're going to be left with Onyango, Andre Gomez, Ghana. Yep. And Deli Ali if he comes back. Because we still haven't had any communication or had anything about, you know, how his training's going or anything mm. like that. Or his fitness, sorry. Yep. So. Yeah, you're not ready for this uh, Portuguese link up, mate, with Gomez and Beto, I'm telling you. Maybe <laughs> something else, this. Looking forward to it. Um, Has anyone heard anything about Gomez? Because I haven't seen any like. Spring. I think he's injured at the moment. I think that's why he's been missing. Yeah. Uh, don't I know what's wrong with him. Links. Don't know what's wrong with him. Don't know to be honest. Um. Yeah. Some Sorry, of, some yeah, of the out, outlets are giving Beto man of the match, and some of them are giving Dan Juma man of the match. Graham, who's your thoughts on man of the match? Beto, purely yeah. because Dan Juma would have got it if his uh, if that mess in the first half wasn't so criminal. Mm. Plus, it's nice for Beto's first game, and getting the, he changed the he came on, and regardless, if we had just been putting Neil Mopay on, maybe even Calvert Lewin at times, I, could, I still could have been hitting the, couldn't even had a barn door with a banjo. You know, it felt like it felt like it needed that, that fresh injection just of of just something. I don't think anyone knew what was happening as we seen with Ghana and stuff, but you know what, it it worked. And it, it gave the team hope and belief, especially like for the Corey, they just pop that off. I don't think he envisaged that goal happening the way, he, like off the line, hugging the touchline and just just popping it. You know, they're hitting hope balls unless you're a seriously, seriously high view footballer. Not, yeah. Not questioning his intelligence, but I think that was a hidden hope. And they see him come across the centre half strong. Mm. You know, would have broke yeah. my heart if a centre forward done that to me, like Morrison, yeah, yeah. even to the point where. Put, put a three and think it past you like that. I guarantee mm. that centre half and, and goalkeeper, their 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 hopes just crumbled. And they yep. thought if he can score like that past us, what's he going to do next? Yeah. So I think the influence on the game was so so massive. He deserved it. Dan Juma was sort of just he was persistent. I'll give him that. He didn't. His head didn't drop. Mm. He just he keeps trying, and that's a positive. I would say on him too, and that's that's a good thing because we've got a team full of. Shit houses whose heads drop far too often. Can yep. they drop every so often? Yes, of course, they're only human. Very highly paid humans, but they're only human. So, mm-hmm. you know, they seem persistent and get it. You know, I'm very positive tonight. Yep. But, it's nice to have people in the squad who've got a bit of swagger about them, you know, you're just not short on confidence. And and Dobbin, Dobbin is is one of those players as well. He, he knows, you know, what he can do. And he tried that bit in the first half as well. Go ahead, Andrew. The commentator I heard on my way home. Uh, was saying that Dobbin had a conversation with Dice, and Dice was really trying to illustrate, "Don't be afraid to make mistakes." Mm. Um, yep. And that seemed That's pretty good. apparent, but it also makes me worried that Keen might have been walking past the door when he heard that. <laughs> 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 probably did, mate. Yeah, probably did. hundred percent. You're right there. Like it, it has to be for for as as I keep saying, the wild card. If he is that wild card player this year, that you know, could become a Gordon that could become above a station and, and be sold for an inflated inflated price that could project us another place or two up the table due to finances and, and reinvesting or even have just him level up and be good enough and want to stay that Lee gone away with your Starboy business and that type. <laughs> but you know, they, they elevate himself in that sense. It can only be better for us and you have to allow that. I keep saying, I know I bore you guys saying it all the time. Wing is the wingers, the biggest quilts in the pitch. John was a winger. That um, they they are like the most, you know, it's the most for, it's the most forgiven position. You know, you think about it. Michael Keane can't even sneeze without having everybody on top of him. And you know, well, you think that's right or wrong? That 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 is the game. It's so unforgiving. Jordan Pickford's goal, he was so unforgiving. Midfield for 
games are are won and lost. Lee Murphy was a winger too, so I think that turns <laughs> everything. Absolute but Anthony from uh, United's the prime example for it. Yeah. He's nearly hundred million and the stuff he does. I think I think mm-hmm. like you say, it's uh you've got to be told and scared not to make mistakes, just not the same mistakes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, well, a problem got, when it's the consistency of them. Yeah, yeah. we've yeah. got so many veteran players that are timid as all hell, and it's yeah. nice to have yeah. you know, youths that are willing to kind of take things into their own hands, yeah. even when it goes wrong, like Branthwaite getting that red against Newcastle. Like, yeah, at least he was willing to go for it, he didn't just back off. Absolutely, I'll take yeah. that any day, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm Lee, I'm, I'm fanboying over Beto, mate. He looks, he looks the business with his buggy shirt and his collar up. <laughs> Duncan Ferguson, mate. It's it's an abnormal body shape, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. Uh... No, to be fair, I'd say for man of the match, it'd be either him or a Gay. because yeah. they them two, them two in particular. I know Young came on at half time as well, but them mm. two in particular changed. Like a Gay, I think probably had more ball recoveries in forty-five minutes than anyone on the pitch. That yeah. played 90 minutes. Mm. He was just everywhere. The one little blip on him was that pass at the end. So he just left it too late. Yeah. So, yeah, for that reason, I give it... Mm. Yeah. For that reason, I give it to Beto. Yep, definitely. Shane, do you agree with that? Beto, man of the match? Yeah, I say he changed the game and if he wouldn't have been there, I, I don't... I think we'd have struggled to, to win that game. If anything, we'd have went to penalties. Um Dan Jumia, like saying he's stay consistent. I, I sort of felt sorry for them in the first half. It was like we were saying before, it was like they weren't getting a lot of um service in in terms of getting given the ball and then they're having to like when they're getting on it, they're trying to make their own chances because the ball's just getting lumped up to Chimithi sort of thing. Um yeah. and then it's it, it's I don't know whether it's an instruction or whatever, but when Garner comes on onto the right hand side, it's everything's coming through him it's as if he's getting like the ball comes across gets put to him and then he then he knocks it forward a yard and then he's looking for that like that ball which I mean it comes off now and again or whatever but yeah um, but and Garner guy was like saying that I, I think that's what he, he looked like the guy we had before he left mm. Um, just a slide tackling straight back up like passing the ball and stuff like that but yeah, Be- mm. Betho changed the game. Man, yep. I'm excited. It, it feels weird to have a an, a good number nine, what looks like now, uh, and yep. a promising player and and a team as well. We want you know once we've got Harrison to come back, McNeil could, to come back, Awobi if he stays to come back, um, mm. Calvert Lewin. Um, so it's look it's looked dull the 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 start of the season, but. Um, I, I think I think we're going to be all right once you have those proper players and that starting eleven with a few decent subs as well. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, Andrew, just before we wrap up, mate, are you uh, going with better man of the match as well, or would you say Godfrey? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton. Listen, I'm I'm silly. I'm not a moron. Uh... Godfrey for his what looks like his dyed beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, absolutely, Beto. Um, yeah. He's a physical presence, if nothing else. And yeah. the attempts that we've made to play Mopai in are mm. now actually physically possible with some yeah. of this stature and the confidence mm. to go for it. Definitely, mate. 100% completely changed the game. He's given, given everyone you know, a new lease of optimism, that's for sure. Um, next round is against Aston yeah. Villa away uh, on the 25th of September. So um, that's going to be a tough one. Um, it was it was short lived and it was nice, but you know we'll see. You never know. New squad, injuries, players coming back. We, we will try and look in the try and look in the bright spots though. We we'll have fresh players and and we have the blueprint, you know, for how how they dealt with us and what they done. You know, mm. they've they've done the majority of their business, so we know what they're coming with. Yeah. Um. So it's just a case of how. How do we react and have and with that new setup and and not have our head strapped? But one mm. thing, one thing I'll say: we're we're home developer or away developer? Away, away. Yeah, right. Because that's our way for him. You think how the head strapped at Villa and the way we started at Doncaster? That's 
it's quite worrying for, for being away. And then at home, mm. it's all one foot turning the screw, but we couldn't score a goal. Yep. It's very Jekyll and Hyde at the moment with home and away. And I don't want to fall back in that rut because Sean Dyche had quite a good away record last season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was only City beat us from March or something like that. So, mm. uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, but like you say, there as well. But you, you know what I mean. We had yeah. some positive away performances. Absolutely, the times look so much stronger away than we did at home. So it's just I don't know. The sweat's on, but we get McNeil back. Harrison gets in the team, and if he can get up to speed quick, yeah, you know, Beto Beto starts knocking him in confidence up, and Dan Jimmy gets more excitable. Yeah, who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Stop the ball midfield. Yeah, so I not hopes last. Mm. Doesn't that European um, Conference League start at the, at the end of September as well? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. So, so they might have their heads turned with that one, yeah, maybe. Uh, it looks yeah, like but... they're taking it serious as well because they put a full side out against the hips. Yeah. Like a, like a full yeah. uh, full strength starting 11 against them, yeah, in the qualifiers. Yeah, they did, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Unai Embry won't take anything. He's not that type of manager. Yeah. Even when he was mm. at Arsenal, he put out a full strength team in the League Cup and the FA Cup, mm. which is something that Arsene Wenger very rarely done in the early rounds, does he? So yeah, that's he's not that type of manager. He's yeah. yeah, he's a winner. That's that's exactly what he is. Absolutely. So, yeah. So we'll see about that one. Um, next game for us though is against Sheffield United on Saturday. The early kickoff, twelve thirty. Andrew, that's going to be an absolute killer for you. I wouldn't be surprised if you just just dipped that one. <laughs> Um, I'm on nights as well, so I'm probably going to miss it too. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be be more coffee than bourbon this time around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stronger stuff. Get on the absinthe. Um, But yeah, boys, appreciate your time. And um, yeah, it's uh, through to the next round. That's all we can ask for. It it wasn't very clean, but we got there in the end. And um, yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Evan, are we? Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at EAWpodcast at gmail.com.